On today's podcast, we have Sarah Stone-Smith with us. She is the co-host of Say It Southern podcast. She was also on The Bachelor. Join me today as we celebrate Sarah. Hey, girl. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I was just stalking your Instagram. Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, on the Say It Southern or my personal? I was on your personal. Uh, What else do I not know about her? Listen, I did not, I feel terrible. I didn't post any Christmas holiday card, family photo, like joy of the season, tis the season, nothing (laughs) this year. And it kind of gets too late. And I'm like, is it too late to post Christmas? I don't even know. And the Mm -hmm. Christmas stuff just, I was not ready to decorate this year. Yeah, same. same. I was was just (laughs) like, really already? I know. Well, I was gonna, just going to say that it came up so fast. Like, you know, it came out of nowhere. Christmas did. And now it's over and my kids are still out of school. I'm like, why are we still out of school? Holidays are <laughs> over. Like, go send them back. Take them back, please. Somebody take them back. <laughs> You're like, I, I, need, I need a break. I need yeah. vacation. Yes. Gosh. When did the kids go back? They go back Monday, finally. So, <laughs> Kate I mean, goes, Kate goes back Wednesday of next week. So oh my the, gosh! Yeah, so that's the tenth, and she doesn't want to do anything. I've offered to take her places and do things, and uh-huh. I'm trying to set up time with different relatives so that at least she has a minute off of her electronic devices. Right, She's twelve. All she wants to do is zone out, and I get it. Yep, same. I was gonna say I get it too. That's all my kids are doing. They're sitting at home making messes, eating food, and on their iPads. So. And I don't feel guilty because my child is a self-proclaimed introvert and mm-hmm. <laughs> so is my husband and I'm not, but I know yeah. that as much as when I go outside, I, I need to schedule downtime. Mm-hmm. And so I recognize like, I can't, she's not me. She doesn't want to go and do all the things. So yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to make her. It's going to be miserable for both of us. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, you just want to play in your electronics all day and be a bump on a log. All right. Well, Wednesday, Wednesday, you're seeing Grammy and you're going shopping. You're doing all, you know, yeah, all the things. Did y'all do anything over Christmas break? No, uh -uh. we were just home. I mean, I I worked. So I've been, you know, I worked up until I guess, well, it was that Friday because Christmas was on Monday. And so I was off Monday and went back to work Tuesday. And then same thing with New Year's Day. I was back on the second. So I've been at work all week. Okay. I know you're not a kindergarten teacher anymore and we'll get, we'll talk about that, but what are you doing now? I am. I'm working for a physical therapy company uh, called Dynamics, and they have there's 16 locations all across West Tennessee, and I'm the director of PR marketing. So. Uh, and everything mm-hmm. makes much more sense. Mm-hmm. That's why your marketing is so good for your podcast because no, you no. know what you're doing. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. I've, I really, honestly, with our podcast, I feel like Courtney does more of that. Well, she does more of like our brandings. Like she does all the Instagram post and writes the blog and then I just I do more of the editing of the podcast and then I do more of like promoting the podcast like with business or you know like when we need like our getaway and stuff like that like I'm the one kind of so you know looking for swag looking for um business partners looking for sponsorships that kind of stuff well now I have your number so I'll just text you the people that you need to put on the podcast or get for sponsors. I'll be like, yes. this is a really good thing. You need to get them. Yes, yes. So I do that. I do most of the scheduling, too, of the podcast guests, too. Okay. <clears> so <throat> did you grow – you grew up in Nashville, right? No, I grew up in Jackson. Are we starting or are we <laughs> – Oh, it's ABR. Always be recording. Okay. <laughs> when are we starting? Uh, we've started. You're good. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, catches everybody off guard. What? Okay. So you grew up in Jackson and then where did you go to school? I know it's in Tennessee. Uh, yes. I went to Knoxville, University of Tennessee, Knoxville. Okay. It's kind of a small town. So I left Jackson and I was like, I mean, I had, there was smoke coming out my tires. I was like, I'm never coming back. I am out of small town. This is not for me. Small town living. Um, give me the big city. And, um, so after college, I actually moved to Nashville. But at the time, Nashville wasn't quite the big city I was looking for. Atlanta was the city everybody was going to. Uh-huh. Um, but I ended up going to Nashville, and um, I loved it. Absolutely, absolutely loved Nashville. Um, Nashville, was so kind of to back up, I lost my mother um, right after I did The Bachelor. So my mother passes away. 
and it was pretty sudden. She had, she was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and that was, she told us in March, she just found out and she passed away the end of April. So, um, then my dad had prostate cancer and he, his health was really poor. And then he got to a point where I knew that he only had probably a couple years left to live. And I really felt like I needed to go home. Like, I just felt like I need, he needs somebody to take care of him. I mean, he pretty much passed away when my mom did, honestly, you know, and I kind of look yeah. back and I wish he, almost kind of wish he had just because, yeah. um, I think it, he would have been like his, the last few years of his life, the quality of life was just so poor. I mean, he, they had been together since high school and he just, oh. like, men, men do not do well <laughs> without a woman, you know, so. <laughs> no, anyway, they don't. No. And so anyway, I ended up coming back to Jackson. I moved back home to my hometown. I was pregnant. I had uh, my oldest was already born, Taylor May, and I was pregnant with my second, Millie. And I just felt like this is a great time. Like they're young enough. You know, they're not being pulled out of school or anything like that. So I'm going to go home, take care of my dad, and then I'll go back to Nashville. Like I can just go go back. And it just never happened. I never went back. Um, love love Jackson, fell in love with the school where my girls are, yes. met a lot of people. And I think in my mind, I thought going back meant like hanging out with high school friends, kind of getting back into that same old, same old drama and gossip and small town, this and that. And it wasn't like that at all. Like I met new people, new people, you know, had moved to Jackson. Jackson's a little bit bigger than now than it was when I grew up. So it's not as, not as bad as I remember <laughs> now. My girls may say something else. They think there's nothing to do in this town. And, you know, they sound just like I did when I was their age. So, <laughs> okay. So you, you went to college in Knoxville and then, mm-hmm. and then you graduated and you became a kindergarten teacher. So how did you get yeah. from a kindergarten teacher to what we were just talking about? Oh, well, kindergarten teacher. I, <laughs> so what were I you actually... talking about? You like that? I'm like, wait, I'm so confused. Back up, back up. Okay. Yes. So you went to college, you graduated, and then you immediately became a kindergarten teacher? Well, yes. I taught special ed, actually. I majored in child development. Mm -hmm. So I did special ed. I moved to Nashville after college and um, was a special education teacher at Julia Green. I loved that school right there in the heart of Nashville, right in Green Hills. And I did that for five years, I think. And then, honestly, it just kind of started wearing me down. And they were needing a kindergarten teacher. And I thought this is a great chance for me just to switch over. Um, And so I moved over to kindergarten and loved kindergarten. It's just like the the best stories, you know, and um, I was a kindergarten teacher for a couple of years and then I got on the bachelor. So (laughs) in order to do the bachelor, I had to resign from teaching. Yeah. Okay. Cause I know there's a story between, okay. So how did you get from being a kindergarten teacher to being on The Bachelor? I want to hear that story because I know it. I love it. Well, this is a good, I get asked this a lot because people think, or they see the commercials where it's send in the tape, nominate someone to be on The Bachelor, um, you know, send your biography, a video, pictures, whatever, um, in to us. And while they do, I'm not saying they don't get people that way. I'm, I'm sure they have. The majority of the people they find are, they call they say they find them out in the wild. So out in the field, they scout them. Yes, they scout them. So they go to these cities, wherever they are, and they are going to the mall. They're going to the grocery stores. They're going to restaurants. They're going to the bars. They're watching girls in their everyday. They're watching how they interact with their friends. They're watching how they interact with, you know, a man coming up to them at the bar or, you know, the bartender or, you know when they're checking out at the grocery store, like how are they interacting with people? What are they like, you know, just in their regular clothes, you know, (laughs) all the things. So that's how most people are found. And that's how I was found as well. Um, They, I knew the bachelor was in town that weekend. They were doing casting at a local restaurant at the time. it, It was like the restaurant to be at. It was called the boundary. If you're from Nashville, it's now closed. It's just so sad. It had the best lobster pizza. Anyway, oh. I can talk about that. I can get off on food real quick and real easy. Um, so we were going to dinner there with some friends. And all of a sudden, like, somebody realized, remembered that they were going to be at the Boundary casting for The Bachelor. And so I was the one, which is kind of ironic, that was like, we're not going to The Boundary. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. I'm not going up there with a bunch of hoochie girls, you know. <laughs> 
trying to get on the bachelor, like, you know, fighting for the tension. I, I was like, let's just, we'll go to the ba- boundary another night, you know, kind of a thing. So a friend of mine, her, she knew somebody that was doing PR for them in town. She worked for a PR company. And so she was like, well, I told her that we would come by. And I was like, then tell her we'll come by at another, like the last day. I'm not, I don't want to do it at the boundary. So uh, I, tra- I told her, I said, if we don't go tonight, I promise you, I'll go with you Sunday to the final day. She's like, okay, all right, we'll go Sunday. So Sunday was the final day. They were in, in town. This was probably a Friday night, I'm guessing, like Friday, Saturday. And then Sunday was the day they had found all the people, you know, in Nashville that they were going to get together and had narrowed down and they were going to put them on camera and do a little more um, extensive, you know, interviewing. And so my friend and I showed up on Sunday, <laughs> the last day, just really to watch. So we kind of go in, we say, hey, to some people and we're standing in the back and there's casting people, you know, kind of around walking around and there's these girls and they're sitting, they're kind of all spread out on these tables and they are, it's like exam day or something. They are writing so hard, so fast, erasing, they're thinking, they're writing again, they're erasing. And I was like, what are they doing? I was like, can I see one of the sheets? And so the girl like walks over and she gives me one of the questionnaires that they're filling out and it was the dumbest questions and so I am like start kind of laughing making fun of them and I remember one of the questions was you know describe your dream date and I was like oh my god this is so cheesy bachelor so I'm like it would be in a hot air balloon over flying over a vineyard popping champagne puppy dogs everywhere feeding me grapes you know and just I just kept going and we were all kind of like giggling in the corner and so then I get Uh, like a tap on the shoulder and this girl's like hey can we see you in the hallway and I immediately turned to my friend I was like oh my gosh I'm so sorry like we're getting kicked out like I am this is so they heard me making fun of them you know yeah I was like oh my gosh so I walk out in the hallway and I I just tell her I I'm like I'm so sorry I'm so sorry and she says oh my gosh no like we want you on the show and I was like wait what and she said, no, no, no. Like, you do not offend us. Like, we just, we want to put you, we think you'd be great. We want to get you on camera. We want you on the show. And I was like, Whoa. you know, I'm a fan. Yeah. I was like, no, no, I'm a kindergarten teacher. I'm not here for The Bachelor. I'm not one of those girls, you know, <laughs> like the whole Rod, the I'm whole not, thing. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. And so they were like, well, can we just put you on camera? And I mean, I was kind of like, I guess, I mean, sure. What? That's not going to hurt anymore. We're already here. I did not know this at the time, but behind the scenes, they, they call over. There's another hotel right across the street and they say, all right, we've got this girl. We want her on the show. So we're sending her over to film right now. And they tell the casting person with me like, wait, 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 don't send her yet because we have the guy that we found at the boundary Friday night (gasps) who was randomly there sitting at the bar with a friend. Um, again, not there to be casted on The Bachelor, to be The Bachelor. And so they were like, you've got to stall her because he's doing his interview right now. And they were like, well, it's too late. Like, she's on her way. So, again, I did not know any of this at the time. So we go, I get off the elevator, go to the other hotel across the street, get off the elevator on the fourth floor, whatever it was. The elevator door opens and there's a girl standing there and she says, oh, Sarah, and I was like, oh my gosh, hi. They, they brought, they had somebody meet me at the elevator. Like, wow. <laughs> but really what was happening was she was putting Travis on the elevator. So she was standing there because she had escorted him to the elevator. He was going down. And when he gets on the elevator, the other elevator opens and it's me. Oh, and so yeah. they were like, well, they didn't see each other. That's, we know that. And so our, Travis and my interview tapes were back to back. And this interview was like an hour long questions about family, like love, life, relationships, you know, all the, all the things, things we enjoy doing. And they really do try to match people together. So they did feel like at the time that we would be a good match together. And so I think that's probably how and why I got on the show, really. Um, just because our tapes were so close together, but that was on a Sunday. And I mean, I think the next Sunday I was already in LA and to LA, I realized that they were down to 50 women, 50 women went to LA and shortly thereafter, you know, they were like, you'll know in a couple weeks, if you're going to be on the show, uh, just get your passport, make sure everything's up to date and all that. You're like, get my passport. That takes forever too. Cause what year was this? This was 2006. 
Mm-hmm. So, yeah. This was Girl, before, yeah. I was mm-hmm. in the thick of, like, that was the season when my girlfriends and I, I mean, that's when The Bachelor was hot. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. I remember Dr. Stork. I was like, yummy. I remember oh, watching yeah. you on the show. I mean, routine for you. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you were wholesome and you were classy and you're pretty and you're just like so well-rounded i'm just like oh gosh there's not a better choice so, <laughs> the only okay. choice she yeah, there's not win. a better choice yes like, well i always say too i got really lucky because i was the winner <laughs> so they had to they had to portray me as being you know the good southern sweetheart that everybody wanted to root for but they casted <laughs> you that because they saw that in you because that's that is who you are. Well, they just like amplified it, you know, and ran with it, which is, well, I mean, it was hard to watch back because there were some times that I was like, Oh my gosh, you know, and even watching it hard to watch the other girls on the show too. There was one girl, her name was Tara and she actually married Jason, one of the directors for the show. Um, They've got three kids now, but they live in LA anyway, stories for another time, but they, um, but she was, she was young and we had one night we got on this yacht. Okay. We were out, you know, I mean, in the middle, you know, just a gorgeous yacht, like very Beyonce kind of a thing. (laughs) And when we got there, we were like, we are going to have the best time. Like there's no, like, forget the cameras. Like this never happens. Right. Let our guards down. We had the best time. We were all intoxicated. She probably more than anybody. And from that moment on, like, I, we even knew it when we were filming. We're like, well, you, we know which girl you're going to be on the show. Like, you're the drunk girl, clearly. And so uh, after that night, like, even watching, you know, episodes before she was actually the, the drunk girl, <laughs> you know, before the incident happened. Yeah. You know, they made her look like, like, they'd show her, like, kind of like her eyes, like, looking tired or, you know, she always looked like she was drunk. And I was like, she wasn't drunk. Like, she's completely sober there. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's just her normal look. No, yeah. They yeah. Do. That's just. They yeah, just kind I mean, of cast you into that role. So pretty much knew I was, right. you know, going to get Rose. It's just they made it look like, who's it going to be? You know, or. They they loved you so much, though, that they gave you, like, hints or tips to, like, being successful at The Bachelor. <laughs> yes, they did. I found out that, um, again, kind of later, that they had taken some bets who would win her, like the casting crew. And they told me, one of the things they said was, there's a lot of blondes. You may want to think about going a little more natural. So I was like, mm, okay, good to know. So I got all like some of the blonde out of my hair, you know, went a little bit darker. And then they also told me to make sure that I drink water. So they gave me a bunch of tips, you know, about how to, I guess, do well or go far in the, in the season. Because there are a lot of things that if I, you know, are good to know if you're going to the bachelor, like I'm always like, call me, let me, let me give you some tips. And one of the tips that I was given was, uh, make sure you eat before the dates because you'll go on these dates and there may or may not be food. (laughs) So, or the food that's there for you to eat may or may not have been sitting out, you know, as a prop pretty much all day. So you may not want to eat that. Um, so one of the things I remember doing when I got to the girl's house, we moved in there is I, was one of the first ones up every morning. So I would take waters and I hid waters under my bed. And every morning I would just get it and chug water. I always had water. Everybody was like, always thirsty. Like, where's the water? Where's the water? I was like, oh, I got water. I got water. <laughs> and I also stole like granola bars from the kitchen and just filled my pockets with granola bars. And so anytime I went on a date, I mean, I had, po- I had granola bars, like stuffed in places you couldn't even imagine. And I would whip out a granola bar if I got hungry. I was making sure I was eating the whole time, you know. And then you see these girls and everybody gets tired. You get tired. You get hangry. You get, you get drunk. You get all these things when you haven't eaten. So that was one of my, that's, and that's still one of my biggest tips that I tell people, like, make sure you eat on The Bachelor. Right. Well, I mean, it's a, anybody that went to college knows. Like, if you go out and you are having a really good time really fast, it's probably because you were on an empty stomach. So, you know you're going to get really tipsy, and they do it on purpose. <laughs> so, they were, like, really giving you tools so to set you up for success because they wanted you to make it through. Yes, I think so, yeah. So, I, I, did, I did get some little tips like that uh, going into it. But once I got there, I mean, it, it, it's a competition. It's not, it's not for the faint of heart. <laughs> and... Um, 
And the girls, but we all got along too. That was the other, you know, people were always like, was it fun? I mean, or was it just so intense? I'm like, no, it was a lot of fun. The girls were awesome. Um, I got to live in Paris. I had my own apartment there. So, I mean, the experience itself and just the experience of just being on The Bachelor on the TV show in itself was an experience. But the filming and the meeting of the people, um, the crew was amazing. If people, if you hear people falling in love on The Bachelor, I know there's been several rumors that have come out, you know, somebody hooked up with Chris Harrison, somebody hooked up with a producer and got kicked off. I'm like, that's all true. A hundred percent, I believe it. Those are the people uh, that you fall in love with. <laughs> Those are the people you're with all the time and that you really get to know. Um, and so I can definitely see where that's where people fall in love with the crew. Um, I loved my sound guy. I had a sound guy. His name was Jason. And he was with me everywhere I went. So the first time I kissed Travis, there was Jason right at, snuggled up at my feet. And I was like, hey, Jason, I'm about to kiss Travis. You know, looking <laughs> ah, back, I'm like, it's so weird. It's so weird. But Jason's yeah. doing now. Do you keep in touch? I don't know. I would like to know. I would like to know. <laughs> Well, I, we can we can uh, we do we can do some Facebook Instagram stalking. That you can find people. Marcus, my husband, thinks that I'm I'm brilliant because I can find anybody. That's not true. I just go on social media and I type in their name. <laughs> now there's a special gift to that faith. Okay. I have a friend that's like you and you can get throw out a name and she can tell you where she lives, where they work, where they went to school, like who their cousins are, all the things. And maybe it is from social media, but I don't have that kind of stalking skill as I will call it faith. Well, <laughs> that how you and my you, friend do. <laughs> how did you get from champagne to sippy cups? Oh yes. Well, coming back after the bachelor, <laughs> um, I ended up getting married and I had a baby. I mean, pretty, pretty soon afterwards, I think it was probably two years after the bachelor, um, went, when I came back to Nashville, I, I couldn't go back to teaching for that school year. So I had to find some, some way to, you know, make an income. So I was traveling around doing appearances and speak public speaking and a lot of that, which was so much fun, but I also knew that wouldn't last forever. I mean, you know, at that time, everybody just had 15 minutes of fame. Now, I mean, you're, you're, 15 minutes starts before you even step foot on the stage, you know, uh, before you even appear on The Bachelor. So it's a little different now, but I knew my, my celebrity-ism, whatever you want to call it, my ability to, you know, get paid to travel and get paid to speak and get all these kind of endorsement things. I had That was very short-lived for me. Um, so I did that, and it got old really, really quick, too. Like, I look at these bachelor people that are doing it now and I'm like how in the world have you been doing this for 10 years my goodness um, <laughs> it's a lot it's a lot and um those events are a lot and everything so um anyway I'm trying to remember where I was going with this <laughs> with the, uh, you'll be hey what was the bachelor's name he was so stinking funny he had like the little gaps in between his teeth he just always just cracked me up he was on Bob? your podcast. Oh, Bob oh. Guinea. Yes. Oh, oh my gosh, Bob. Girl. Love Bob. He's amazing. He, um, all I'm going to do is sit around a bonfire and just have drinks and laugh. Yes. I was going to say his giggle, I call it a giggle. It's not even a laugh. It's, it, it's yes. contagious. You know, yes. He's definitely one of those people you just want to sit around and like drink a beer with, you know, yes. um, and he's just so laugh. Fun. So mm -hmm. funny. So yes. funny. Yeah, yeah, he's awesome. He's one of the OG. I say the OG people are the best people. They're the best oh, bachelor people. They get uh, it. Hundred <laughs> percent. You know, hundred uh, percent. Yes. Yeah. I don't even watch it now. I don't. I, I don't either. I don't now, did you watch the Golden Bachelor though? No, I didn't. I didn't watch it. Listen, I, when I first heard about it, I, I'll be honest. Okay, so the guy who directed my season, Jason, that I told you married one of the girls. <laughs> oh, um, yes. He directed the Golden Bachelor. So I knew he was directing and I knew it was coming out. And so I sent him a message and I was like, hey, can I go for round two? You know, I'm divorced <laughs> now. So, <laughs> and he was like, uh, when you see the, I'm going to say no. And when you see the Golden Bachelor, you'll know what I mean. Like golden, I'm thinking golden's like, you know, 45, 55 kind of range. No, that's and middle somebody, age. That's not golden. <laughs> well, in my mind, I'm like, well, compared to the 20 year olds and the girls you see on The Bachelor now, 
45 is definitely golden in bachelor years, you know? (laughs) This is like playboy years. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So I was like, maybe. Uh, But anyway, it came out and I was like, oh, this is definitely, this is not, uh, this is not for me. (laughs) I mean, uh, unless you want to go older. Not that old. Not that old. I don't mind a little bit older, but not, that's a little too old there. That's Well, because honestly, if you, if you, at our age, if we go older, you don't want to go too much older because you will be taking care of that person rather quickly. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. That's your, and that's like before you're even retired, you're caring for an older person <laughs> oh, in addition to your parents. Faith, which, are you trying to like make me so depressed or what? No, here? <laughs> I'm saying like we don't need to, you know, we can't go too old. We have to like be distinguished, but we don't want to date like too far out i've got girlfriends that have some husbands that are much older than them and they're starting to go through it Mm -hmm. and and they're and they're dying yeah yeah but i mean they're they're going on with their lives they're doing just fine now i mean they're young (laughs) yeah just fine they'll have a second life they'll have a second life they'll be fine they'll they'll probably have a second and third life (laughs) yes Um, not worried about them yeah it is kind of dating at this age is definitely it's definitely hard I've I have no interest in doing the online dating and so that falls back on me everybody's like well it's your fault you're not dating anyone because you won't you know I'm not very open to that kind of thing um but I don't know I just feel like I'm not really looking I'm not really rushing into it I just really want love to find me and it I, will I I'm still a big believer in love. So yeah, even though I, you know, I don't know, I kind of look at it like, you know, you have people that, that fail and they keep pursuing their dreams. And then you have people that have experienced tragedy, but then, you know, your faith still grows and then people get divorced or they lose someone and their, their marriage falls apart, whatever it is. And then, and rather than, you know, turning on love, I feel like you have to choose love and you have to believe in it. And I really do still believe in love. So, I mean, there's been moments uh, for sure where I've questioned it and thought like, it's just, I'm better off by myself, but um, right. I do still believe in love. So I really do feel like love will find me at the right time. It's just not the time. <laughs> right no, now. I mean, when was, when did you get divorced? It was in the last couple of years. Yes. Uh-huh. It's actually been longer. I, I didn't talk about it on the podcast until just this year because I was going through it and I just, you know, I've got three girls and I didn't want them to hear anything about it until, and, and personally too, I was not in a good place to talk about it either. Talk Mm -hmm. about him, talk about our relationship, talk about where I was. I feel like you kind of have to get to the other side before you can, before you can go there. And so I feel like I'm kind of on the other side now. Well, yeah. But when you're going through the thick of things, you're in survival mode. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You're coping. You're yep. handling it. You're dealing with it just to wake up and put on your shoes, take the kids to school is all the energy that you have. Yes. And the rest it, of it, mm-hmm. you're using to process what's going on. So to talk about it in a healthy way publicly where mm-hmm. it's fair and respectful for everybody is really hard to do. So it yeah. makes perfect sense for you to come out on the other side where you can have some perspective and then talk about it where it can be healing for everybody instead of hurting for everybody Mm -hmm. because divorce is a very hard decision. I know you didn't take it lightly. I mean, it's, it's impactful for everybody. It's just very, it's very hard. Yeah, it is very hard. And I think people, people don't realize just how hard it is. And I'm one of them until you are going through it. Like I knew it would be hard. People told me that. People told me my lifestyle was have to change. People told me, you know, my kids would, you know, really struggle. And I knew that, but I didn't know to what extent and how hard it would really be. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the judgment that I think it's not necessarily that people were necessarily putting on me, but it was also like what you put on yourself. Like mm. I felt like such a failure. Um, I was told by several people that I was being very selfish in my decision. Hmm. Um, that divorce is a selfish thing. It's selfish. Um, I'm only thinking about myself. Um, what's this going to do to the girls? What's this going to do to him? Because I'm the one that filed for divorce. It was all, it all just kind of fell back on me. 
and you know so it's hard on everyone I mean and I struggled with that like that forgiving of yourself almost for for doing it and like you know, when you're in the thick of it and you're like, why did I do this? Why have I done this? It is. They're right. I'm so selfish. And like, I've failed at life. I've failed at marriage, all these things. But once you kind of get past that, I mean, life is hard, you know, and you don't want to be with somebody who makes it harder. I, it's kind of how I, I felt. And, mm-hmm. you know, just I had to look at it kind of like I want to be with somebody who respects me and I want my girls to see that. So am I better off staying with someone so that my girls see a marriage that's not happy, a man that doesn't respect their mother, doesn't treat her well, doesn't mm-hmm. love her, doesn't take care of her. Or do I want them to see a woman who's not going to, who who wants love, who wants to be and knows that she deserves more mm-hmm. and is willing to fight a hard battle for the goodness and the betterment of herself and for her children. And so that ultimately is kind of what got me through. It was just knowing that I, I really believe I made a, a good decision for not just myself, but also for my girls and for their future. Yeah. When, when you're in a relationship and it becomes toxic and there's no sign of hope or healing or mending mm-hmm. and you realize even though it's going to be harder to take this harder choice, it will ultimately be easier. Right. Because you're not dealing with it. It's easier just to parent three children instead of four children. Amen, sister. (laughs) And when your spouse is another child, you know, I've got a lot of girlfriends that come to me and talk to me about all their things about relationships. And all I want to do is just like wrap my arms around them and just hug them and hold them and tell them like, everything's going to be okay. It's all going to be fine. But I don't know that. Because mm-hmm. ultimately, if the marriage is going to work, both parties have to want it to work. Both parties yeah. have to be present in the way the other person needs them to be. And if you're not loving a person the way that they need to be loved, then mm-hmm. it's it's not good. That five yeah. love languages. I mean, was there a better, easier book to read? <laughs> right. That is exactly. Like, that's like the bare basics of love. I mean. Any like newly young couple that's going through stuff, that five love languages breaks it down so easily that it's like, oh yeah, okay, that mm-hmm. makes total sense. Yeah, yep. I saw um, a quote one time because I think kind of also looking back to like, I'm a very strong independent person, just that's my personality. And so, you know, it does take a certain type of person that to be with someone who is so strong and so will, so strong-willed, so independent. Um so secure with themselves, but mm-hmm. at the same time, like you still want to be taken care of and you still want to be loved and you still want somebody who's going to, you know, let you be you, but also take care of you and have that feeling that you're in a secure, safe place. Um, and I, I had read something that said, um, the wrong man in your life will teach you that you can do it all by yourself, that you can do it. And the Whoa. right man the right man will come along and he will know that you can, but he will not let you. Oh. And so I'm like, that's so true. You know, I've like, got that goosebumps. Is- that was like, <laughs> whoa, I didn't even doubt about it like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when you were going through all of this with, within your marriage, were you, you were in the thick of doing the podcast or how did that, how did that come about? Was Courtney there for you? Or obviously she was there for you, but did you start doing the podcast and then you got divorced or were you going through the yes. divorce and the podcast the, came out of it? The podcast came before I got divorced. And I think that, gosh, I mean, looking back, the podcast gave me so much strength and just encouraged. Like I, I was sharing stories of people, of women that were so strong and independent and, and able to do their thing and pursuing their dreams and, you know, just going for it and to make their lives better and make them personally feel like a better, you know, a better person and, and find, you know, not getting lost in the lives of become, you know, when they become a mom and all these things. And I'm sitting here like, that's what I was doing. Like it gave me the strength. These, these people I was interviewing is what helped me, you know, through my divorce and, and to kind of pull, go and go ahead and go forward with the divorce too, even, but I didn't, I didn't even know Courtney, Courtney's been along for the whole journey because we were, we were friends before. I mean, friends, I say like our kids were friends, you know, they were in the same grade. They were little at the time. And so we knew each other and we had a lot of mutual friends, but we were not, everybody thinks we were like 
best friends at, you know, when we started the podcast, like two best friends who just started this podcast, but it, it really wasn't like that. I mean, we knew each other and I had this crazy idea to, to do a podcast and I knew I wanted a partner to do it with me because I knew I wouldn't do it myself. And two, I feel like I needed, I wanted somebody who could kind of bounce off me. I don't think I'm very funny. So I'm like, I like to hear the story. I'm like, check, check, check. And Courtney is funny. Like she brings life to it. She and is so, funny. She is so, so funny. She's and so, so witty too. I know witty. it. I know it. And so I just thought when I was thinking of somebody, I mean, she was the first person and really the only person that came to my mind. I was like, really? it has to be Courtney. Mm-hmm, it has to be. And I just felt like she's, such just a good person and I liked all of you know I just like her I like her values I like who she is and what she stands for but also she's mm-hmm. so funny and whenever we would go out to dinner you know with for somebody's birthday or something she and I would always end up sitting beside each other we were like the last to leave and every time we'd leave we said we're doing this again why are we why are we not hanging out more you know that kind of mm-hmm. thing so I asked her to go to lunch with me and I was like hey, I have this crazy idea and I really want you to be a part of it and she looked at me she's like girl I'm all in I am all oh. in I love it and so it just, we just took off from there. We, we always say we both went to YouTube university, learned how yes. to do a podcast. We had no idea what we were doing. Um, we just kind of figured it out and started say it Southern. And I think kind of what helped launch us was COVID. I mean, we started, I think it was, we started in 2019. We were you kind did. Of going pretty good. And then COVID hit, everybody was at home and we were already in that. We'd had a good base of followers that were, you know, connecting with us and talking with us and mm-hmm. and so they were sharing us and so when people were at home it was like well here's this podcast you know to listen to here are these two girls um or these two women you yeah know, going through all this and going through like we're at home with our girls too like holy smokes what a crazy time and we were talking about that you know and sharing stories at the same time of other people so um I think it just kind of took off and um eventually Courtney and I both kind of knew we wanted we love the podcast, but we wanted to do something more. We could be with these people and do this, what we do and what we love to do in person. And I just kept thinking, I mean, I love a girl's trip. I mean, who doesn't, but I also really wanted like a good excuse to go away on a girl's trip. Like I kind of started, you know, you feel guilty a little bit when your kids get start getting older and you're like, mama's going to sit on a beach for the weekend, you know, long weekend. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, and I wanted more than that. If I was going to be away from them, like I wanted to come back, you know, not hungover, but I, I want to have a good time. Yes. But I want to be refreshed. I'd like to learn something, you know, maybe we go do cooking classes. I don't know. And I couldn't find anything out there other than like business related Ugh. getaways. And I'm like, I don't really want that. I was, you know, no. I'm saying my mom, I've got a baby. Like, I don't, that's not mm-hmm. what, that's not me. I don't want to get all like, I don't want to sit in a conference room either. Um, and like it's learn a, things. I just want to have fun and like, it's mm-hmm. I've been, I've, I've been in two of the women's groups and one of them sent me so many emails of so many things and so many things to learn and do. I was like, Oh, I'm so tired of learning. And then I went to a business retreat mm-hmm. and it was beautiful, but it was, I, I, I'm too ADHD for it. I mean, if you were in a room all day at these round tables, that, like they probably only gave us granola bars. I mean, the hospitality and the food was like, <laughs> okay. It there was it, it, like, I don't want to, I don't want to bash anybody, but the point is, is that I validate you. And I started listening to the say it Southern podcast when it came out because I was for work, I was in my car doing calls all day. And so I needed something to listen to. And one of my girlfriends said, well, listen to a book on tape. And I thought, Oh, I don't think I can get a book on tape. Oh, I can listen to a podcast. And then I Googled Southern and Say It Southern came up. And then I just started listening to it. So I listened to all of them. And then I'm like, and then I would hear about this getaway. And I just thought, oh, I want to go to that one day. And then my world kind of went upside down a little bit. And then that that next year, I thought, uh, I'm going. I'm going. Um, <laughs> Hell or high water. My butt is getting there. And I did it. And it was so worth it. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. Gosh, I, I love hearing stories like that because I do think it, it, there's so many friendships and relationships that come out of the Say It Southern Getaway that happen organically. It's not forced. You know, you, you go, you find your people and people really do stay in touch and <laughs> they start working together and collaborating together, doing podcasts together, you know, all these things. And it's, so that's that's probably my favorite part of the getaway is the aftermath of it, 
you know, and seeing mm-hmm. how these people have, you know, stayed in touch, how they're working together, how they're, you know, just, that's really cool. That's really something special. So I think that's probably my favorite thing about the getaway. You are guys also do a web series, which I always forget about. And I watched two of the episodes this morning. Girl, you can play golf. Did you know that? <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I, I have like hit golf balls before. Oh, they have. made it look like I'd like, never been on a golf course. You know, no, no. Here we go. Okay, this is not really reality. And you're a runner. Like, I mean, you're athletic. But, I mean, yes. I thought, Courtney's like, you're in your element. And you're like, no, you downplayed the whole thing. No, no, no. And I thought, oh, she's going to bust. And Courtney was hysterical. <laughs> but like, this is hysterical. The, the pro lady was right there. The professional was right there. And she's like, that, your first hit. She's like, that's good. And I'm like, you're crap. <laughs> You're gonna have like a new I mean, like career. I'm gonna take up golf. Maybe I'll start. Maybe I'll start. I mean, LPGA. let me tell you, Club and Court is a brand of clothing for golf, and it is adorable. And you definitely could get like, well, actually, Club and Court is well, they do tennis. You play tennis, so you should probably get that. But they, you could also <laughs> use it for golf. And uh huh. So you're not dating anybody. You're no. and your girls. Y'all are all settled. You're like in this next phase of your life. So mm-hmm. right now you guys are working currently on the podcast and then the web series. Yes. And the web series, yeah. And then we're we're it's time to start working on the getaway. So oh we um, actually called Jubilee yesterday um, to kind of get some dates lined up and get 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 the place booked because we're gonna go back to Fairhope um again this year. We just we keep thinking like maybe it's time to change, but Fairhope has been so good to us, the people of Fairhope. It's an easy location for people to get to. Um, in the South and it's not, it's not so 30A-ish yet, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's still although quiet. I do feel like people are finding out about Fairhope though. It's, it was kind of a hidden gem even three years ago. And now mm-hmm. people are like vacationing there, getting married there. I'm like, oh no, 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 no. Wait. <laughs> Wait a second. You're like, no, don't come here. No, stay. Don't come stay. to Fairhope. <laughs> stay away. Unless you're coming. That's right. That's right. But I just think it's a great spot. And like I said, the people are so nice. It's kind of easy to get around. There's shopping, there's food, there's things to do, you know, if, you know, on your downtime when you're not at the getaway. Um, So I really like that. So I think we're going back. What's the plan for right now? Well, let me tell you, who is, what is that little girl's name? She's not a little girl, but she has more energy and she's always running around. She worked at the Jubilee. She was so uh-huh. sweet. She had a little bob. She's super fit. Christy. Last, mm-hmm. Christy. Christy, yes. Uh-huh. She, she's amazing. She'll let, I mean, she was so, the hospitality was insane. Yeah, she really is. And that was the other thing, too, when with Courtney and I. We just fell in love with not just the Jubilee, not like the location, but the people behind it. Dana and Jim, mm-hmm. who own the own the Jubilee. They uh-huh. are just good people. Christy was amazing. You know, just everybody. And I just really like them. And they love what we're doing. And especially Dana, who owns the, the woman that owns the, the home. She is just like all in on, on our mission and supporting women and helping out. So, um, you know, it's always nice to have somebody in your corner right? <laughs> when you're doing something, a big event like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. If it's, and plus it's so much work, both you and Courtney, not only do y'all do the podcast and the web series, you both work outside the home and of course, inside mm-hmm. the home because you both have children. So it's not like this is your full-time job doing the podcast. You have other things. So you do, do need to go yes. to a place yeah. that makes it easy on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I have a full-time job. I mean, I work Monday through Friday, you know, 830 to five o'clock. Um, I'm a PR director um, for a big company. They've got six, it's a physical therapy company and they've got 16 locations across West Tennessee and they're moving out of state soon. And so I'm a part of that growth. And um, so it's a, you know, it's a real job. It's a big job. And then on top of that, the mom job is, you know, three girls. That's a pretty big full-time job as well. <laughs> and then yes. podcast is, you know, it's a job, but it's more of a passion. And so it makes it mm-hmm. easy. You know, it makes it easy for Courtney and I to, to do it and the getaway while it is a lot of work. Like I said, it, I'm so passionate about it because I see what happens to the people, you know, the relationships that are built, the, you know, and everybody changes after they go. I don't know. It's, it's so good. And so I get a lot out of that just personally. Um, well, I appreciate that you guys put on the agenda downtime because so mm-hmm. many times when you go to different 
events. They just cram you with so much stuff. You don't have any time to even like relax, take a nap, do what you need to do to recharge. And y'all have been really good about making sure that these women are making time for other people, but also for themselves, which I think is right. so important. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, we definitely will keep it that way. I mean, that's, that's kind of why we even did this. I mean, like I was saying, I was looking for something, something to go to an event where I can get up in the morning, maybe go for a walk, go learn something, you know, meet some cool people, but not have to get all dressed up, you know, and then have some time to go shop, go eat lunch somewhere that I want to go, something I want to do. Maybe I want to take a tour of the town. I don't know, you know, go do something and then come back and get dressed up for a fun dinner party. Like how fun is that? And just hang out and meet back with these people um, after you've had your downtime and you feel like you've been, your cup has been filled. So it's fun. It's a fun weekend. So. It is fun. I've got pictures to prove it. It's so, it's super fun. <laughs> so we're going to okay. change gears for a minute. And I do this bit with all the podcast guests and we talk about the paint colors in their home. Do you know the paint colors in your home? I, I actually know two paint colors in my home because I get asked about them all the time. So I feel like these are good colors here, Faith. Okay. Okay. I'm, 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 on so I have a... I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Good. <laughs> a good I mean it's it's white color but this is the color that I have on most of my walls like in the kitchen in the den and I didn't want like a stark white it's kind of a warm it feels very warm and it kind of takes on different shades at night and, and the, during like the day but it's Benjamin Moore more um and it's sea pearl and it's Ooh. a good a good white if you're you know People are doing color now. I painted this this was a couple years ago when I painted all I painted everything and renovated my house. So um, but I love that color. It's just a good, like if I moved, I would still, that would be my white, my white go-to if I was going to do white walls. Oh, it's kind of like an, like an oyster kind of white. Mm -hmm. it, has it is. Of, it has a little bit of warmth to it, but it's not yellow. It it's has, not yellow. It's, it's not, like a stone, it's not cold. Yeah. It's like a mm -hmm. stone, like undertone to it. Yeah. Ooh. I think it's really pretty. I mean, it, yeah, is. it is on my walls, but I have not gotten sick of it. And then the other color that I love that I get asked about a lot too is I have my dining room and my, I have office spaces, this color. And it's, it's a green, but it's also a brown. <laughs> I don't know. It's like a, a deep brownish, greenish color. And it's Benjamin Moore as well. And it's Devonshire green. But it kind of also takes on different colors. Like it can get real dark or it can look, sometimes if the light hits it just right, it looks green. And sometimes it looks brown. Mm -hmm. um, but it's a really, I think it's a really pretty color. And I like greens and browns. So it's a little, if you want dark, but you don't want to go the black gray route, it's a good, I think that's a good option. Well, that's good. You know, if you ever need paint color help to call me. Oh, I know. I know. Like, I want to put my house on the market and I want to downsize. So when I do that, I want to, I'll give you a call. Have yeah, you come do my, my paint colors. Yeah, just text me. I'll make sure you're on track for whatever you need to do. It'll be fun. Oh, I will. I will. <laughs> Okay, so what's, so what's coming up next for Say It Southern? Well, we are starting the new year. We've got some new exciting guests lined up that we're going to be interviewing. And, of course, we are working on the getaway. Um, we are looking for sponsors right now for the getaway, too. So if, if any businesses out there want to participate. Um, and the main thing with the sponsorships, we really need good sponsors because it's keeping our ticket prices down. Um, as we all know, food costs more, rentals everything costs more and we've kept our t ticket prices the same for the past three years so unfortunately when we we like after last year we just left there and we're like well well that was a lot of work for nothing you know <laughs> like yes but, you know I, because we are leaving our children and stuff we're kind of getting to the point where it's like we it has to make sense and we don't want to charge people a leg and an arm you know we don't want to charge people like thousands of dollars to come to this getaway we want it affordable because we want it to be for the stay-at-home mom, the the mom who's starting a business, um, the woman who has already retired. So we're not. This is not for these big business owners, you know, who have all this money who can write it off. This is for everybody. This is for every woman. And so, in order to do that, we gotta have we gotta have sponsors. <laughs> so yes, and you need them for those swag bags too. I mean, if there's any small business that's looking. To like put stuff in the swag bag, they contact you guys. Too. Yes, absolutely. That's so fun. That's the swag bags are just fun. They're a lot of work, but they're fun. <laughs> we love to, the products. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's so many good like 
businesses and small owned businesses. I mean, I've had them on my podcast. You've had them on your podcast. Mm-hmm. And my favorite bag that we got was the Henry Dry Good. Oh gosh, oh those gosh. bags are amazing. Yes. Oh, and they did the gosh. They that did that artwork. design with the oh. sailboat and oh. the Fairhope's oh known for their little clock tower. So that was on there. Oh. I mean, it's just oh. Oh. it's amazing. Co- and you, well, I bet you, know, you use yeah, that colors. all the time, don't you? I use mine all the time. Well, right, yes. It's like I have well, I've got my Bunny Bradley travel set and then I have my say it southern like duffel bag. So that's what our tote bag. And so that's like my travel set. And so I, I don't want to mess it up. So I only <laughs> use it when I'm traveling because all the colors coordinate because they're all uh-huh. like these beautiful pastel colors. So yes. I have it sitting though in my closet where I can walk in and see it every single day. Oh, I love that. I love it. It's, it is. It's one of my favorites. Oh, I wanted to ask you this question before I let you go. Um, how did y'all come up with the name? The Say It Southern or Say It Southern? Say it Southern. Um, we, that's a very good question. I think we were at lunch, Courtney and I, and we decided we got to come up with a name. That's the first thing. We knew Southern, you know, because that's what we are. And we were just kind of like Southern this, Southern Magnolia, Southern, this, you know, and like nothing was really like catching. And we were like, well, what are we doing? We're talking, talking Southern, you know, and we're like, that sounds so country. That it sounds like talking <laughs> redneck. We just might as well be talking redneck, you know, and, <laughs> And so I don't know which one of us said it, but one of us just like saying it Southern, say it Southern. And we were like, oh, that's it. Say it Southern, you know, and it just, it stuck. And I was like, that's perfect. That's exactly what we're doing. We're talking, we're saying it, we're saying it Southern. I love it. I enjoy your podcast. I miss it when y'all take breaks, but I know why you take breaks because the children <laughs> are out of school Yes. And you have no time. Yes. And so also, much work. The like listenership, I think, goes down during the breaks, too. Yes, I think so, too. Mm-hmm. I think during Christmas break, spring break, and summer break. Well, summer mm-hmm. break can be hit or miss. Um, I think the listenership can go down. Like, yeah. I get more interactions and stuff during the school year. Mm-hmm. And I think we're kind of a podcast that people turn on while they're doing laundry, while they're unloading the dishwasher. It's like playing in their house. So if your kids mm-hmm. are home, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, I can't even, I can't even concentrate. Yeah, I've got kids running everywhere. You know, so you don't have um, to concentrate. You can just put it on, play it in the background. You mm-hmm. can have to listen. You can yeah. fully listen. You can listen with your kids in the car because it is rated G for everybody. That's right. So, That's right. Yes. And if there is something coming up, we always say it at the beginning, like, hey, earmuffs. Mm-hmm. Earmuffs, we're talking elf or earmuffs, we're talking Santa today. You know, (laughs) that was a really good line in that movie, earmuffs. Uh huh. (laughs) Yes. I use that a lot with my girls. No one can still hear me. Yeah, my earmuffs, you know, (laughs) and then I cuss and they're like, ah, we heard that, you know. (laughs) (laughs) You're so funny. Well, thank you so much for spending some time with us today. I know you're super busy and you went out in your car. Yep, so sitting in my car at work. They're probably all looking out in the window like, what is Sarah doing? Like, is why is she in her car? Is it something serious? Is she okay? <laughs> Should we call somebody? Like, they can probably see the... me laughing, though. They're probably like, nah, she's fine. They're probably <laughs> talking with an talking... old friend. Yeah, they're probably hoping you're talking to a boy and you're going to be, you're going to disappoint them so well. You're going to be like, If no. I walk, Faith, you might be right. If I walk back into my office and they're like, who were you on the phone with, Sarah? I'm going to be like, it was her name's Faith. Uh, you know, I may have to call you. <laughs> Oh my gosh, she'll be like, you should be like, oh, I was talking to this girl named Faith, and they're going to go, what? And go, well, totally get confused. I'll be like, wait, what? what? Then that'll just start a whole nother rumor. No wonder she can't find a man. She's looking for a woman. But (laughs) hey, they're going to start rumors. (laughs) Well, I truly believe you will find love, and it will happen. It will happen when it's supposed to, and it will be easy and peaceful and life giving. And everything that you have been praying for. Oh, thank you. I, I believe so, too. So uh, I know it. And I can't wait. And then when you get married in Fairhope and everybody has to go to the Jubilee for your mini wedding, um, I'll be there. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Either that or you'll go to go to France. Because don't you just love France? I love France. I love Paris. It's like my, I just, I could live there for sure. <laughs> so I don't know. Yes. We'll, well thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. And then the web series. 
is how can they find the web series? The web series, um, the best way, Renaissance Bank has it on their website. Um, we, you can watch them on our website as well, but I don't know that they're all there, honestly, now that you're saying this. So Renaissance Bank has um, a website with all their shows. They do the SEC Southern Shorts, if you've seen that, and Say It Southern, and they have some other ones. But Say It Southern and the SEC Shorts are their big ones. So it's on the Renaissance Bank website. Are they also on YouTube as well? They are. Well, they, yes. But the best way to see them all, it's actually Renaissance Nation is the website. It's through Renaissance Bank. Um, but they're all there. So and it'll take you to their YouTube. Okay. And then the podcast. Where can you listen oh, to your podcast? podcast? You can listen to it anywhere you can find a podcast. Apple, Spotify, uh, Google, whatever. Wherever you can find a podcast, we're there. So, And it's Say It Southern. If you want information okay. about the getaway, the past getaways, if you want to see more and learn more about that. And we'll have information coming out there. Our website is the, like T-H-E, com. I know. I can't believe Instagram and YouTube or whatever, Instagram and the internet had already a Say It Southern. I know it, right? Well, like, what the It's just heck? like a sew company. I was like, do you want to get rid of your, are you still in business? I don't even think the company's in business anymore. So we had to put a the on there. So we're the Say It Southern when it comes to the website. <laughs> the Say It Southern. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. And Faith, it was so good to talk to you. And I can't wait to see you at the getaway. If, we, if I don't uh, see you before. <laughs> I love you guys. I miss you. And I want to go to Tennessee. Like, I've been craving to go out there. I've never been. I want to go. I want to go to Dollywood. I want to, you know. Let me tell you a little a secret. And, again, I don't really want to tell. It's like the Fairhope secret. Everybody's going to find mm-hmm. out about it. Mm-hmm. If you want to go, to people want to go to Disney all the time. I've been to Disney. It is so stressful. It is so not fun. Dollywood is the place to take your kids. Okay. That's why I want to take them because of your review. I listened to your podcast. I'm not, okay. I'm not going to Disneyland. I'm not no. going to Disney World. I'm Don't go to Wood. Disney. It's clean. It. It's, it's animal themed. It's smaller. It's or I mean, like, you sold me on it when you were talking about yeah. it. I was like, I'm it, going to Dollywood. My husband go to Dollywood. Like, why, what is your obsession with Dolly Parton now? Why do you want to go to Dollywood? And I said, mm-hmm. I'm not obsessed with Dolly Parton. But if I'm going to take my child to an amusement park and spend crap tons of money on things she doesn't even care about. She doesn't care about princesses or anything. She loves animals and nature. Uh-huh. Oh, so. you got to go. You got to go. You got to go. They've got shows. They've got the rides. Like I said, it's clean. The food is so good. And then Sevierville, it's quite the tourist attraction, you know, but you can get a little cabin. Um, there's Gatlinburg, which is right next. I mean, it's, you know, 15 minutes away, but it's beautiful. It's like just fun shopping. Kind of kids love it because it's all that junk stuff too, you know. Uh, <laughs> all the junk stuff. So yeah. much to do outside of Dollywood too. So you can go do the theme park one day and you can do the whole thing in a day too. And then spend the rest oh, of your time nice. doing other things. You know, you don't need to go to Dollywood, you know, every day for a week to see it all. So, well, that makes it nice because, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. mommy needs mommy time. Hey, do you ever come to Texas? Because if you do, you better call me or I'm going to be pee I definitely, I do not, but I love Texas. I've been to Austin. I've been to Dallas. Um, Austin is one of my favorite cities. So, I would love to get back. Austin is super fun. Uh, one of my favorite artists is down in Austin and I went to one of her art shows and that was super fun. But when we stayed down there, the homelessness, like it is a pandemic down there. Yeah, we, it, it was, it is busy. And I, I mean, I need a driver if I'm going down to Austin, I can't drive down there. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like LA. It's so crazy. It's so bad. <laughs> That's Nashville too. Nashville's gotten the same way. I feel like Austin and Nashville are very similar and oh, Nashville's the yeah. same way. It's, you can't drive there anymore. There's the homeless pop- like, population is just out of control and the bachelorettes are out of control in Nashville too. So ah! <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, it's not even fun. Downtown Nashville's not even fun anymore. Oh, sadly. Mm-hmm. Well, I never well, made it down there, but that's okay. Well, if you come, we'll come to Nashville. I'll take you out, and I'll take you on some back, some back hole in the wall bars that aren't on Broadway. So <laughs> you can okay. go do Broadway by yourself, but I'm not going down there. <laughs> well, well, Jessica and I are like plotting and planning to go to the Cotswolds. So we don't know when we're going to do that. We want to do that, and then we also want to go somewhere in the Midwest and do like Ooh. a Hallmark, you know, where you go and ride horses and you wear plaid and you wear boots and. Um, oh yes, so like, fun! Like a Yellowstone Hallmark movie getaway. We're right uh-huh. I love that too. <laughs> as long as there's like 
uh, a burly man or something. <laughs> a burly man there. I think a burly man. Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> Girl. Okay. I know. I told you I was going to get off the phone and here I am talking. It's like. <laughs> a, still going. But when I think of a burly man, I think of the Kelsey brothers. The Kelsey brothers. Oh, yes. the, the football players. Yes. And I was yes. not a football fan, but I'm telling you, Taylor Swift is changing <laughs> lives. <laughs> I used to dread. I still don't watch the games, but I'll ask my husband, "Hey, um, what time? Are, what time is the Chiefs playing today? Have you, have, <laughs> you put the game on? You care? You care? Do you mind to turn it? Might have switched games. <laughs> yeah, but he likes. I mean, he is a big Patrick Mahomes fan, so it's our. I mean, he's like, oh yeah, it's playing at whatever time. Mm-hmm. And calls me in the room. He's like, she's on. He'll pause it so I can see. <laughs> It's bringing you together. It's bringing you together. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. But yes, those Kelsey brothers are like, they're big and burly and manly. All right. Well, I'll keep my eyes open for a Kelsey brother. <laughs> I think they're taken now. So, And they're a little yeah, young. A little young. I'm not looking for a young guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, how old are, well, I shouldn't ask. No, I'm 40. I'm, I'll be 45 this, oh my gosh, I'll be 45 this year. Oh my word. Yep. 45. Wait, crap. Oh, crap. I'm turning 47 this year. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a thing. It's a 45. Yep. I, like so. after the age of 30, you tend to forget. Mm-hmm. You really do. Kind of and yeah, 40's good. I don't want anybody. I need somebody with life experience. Okay. Like I don't mm-hmm. want some, some baby that didn't know what, what's going on. I want somebody who's, you know, <laughs> oh, experienced <I> know. <laughs> life. You know, I don't want to take care of anybody. I need somebody that's independent, take care of themselves, you know, Both until we ways. get old. So we get not, not where they're so old, you have to take care of them, or too young. Yes. You need, you need a man that just will take care of himself. Absolutely. And, and you. That's right. That's all. I mean, how hard is that to find? On my terms, too. Like, on my time. <laughs> when I want. When I want. Oh, my goodness. Can't well, be that hard, right? No, you'll be fine. You'll yeah. find all those things. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, i got to get back into work. This has been fun. Now. I feel like we're going to sit here on the phone for another hour. I know. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Bye, Faith. Thank you. It's so good to talk to you, too. You, too. Bye. All right. Bye.